Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Let us listen now to God's holy word as it comes to us from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, a reading from Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 to 9. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Yodia and I urge Sintiche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, we ask this day as we meditate upon your holy word, that your spirit speak to us, that it open our hearts and minds, and that the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you as we strive to be citizens in your kingdom, building up this community of relations that are connected to one another. We pray this in your most holy name, O God. Amen. Orfield Laboratories in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is the home of one of the most unique rooms on the planet Earth. In this room at Orfield Laboratories, it's said that it houses one of the quietest places you'll ever find. It's so quiet that once the door behind you closes, they measure sound using negative decibels. This type of room is known as an anechoic chamber. It allows some people to actually hear their heartbeat, to hear their lungs breathe in and out, and actually to even hear your stomach growl or make other kinds of noises that you don't typically get to hear. 
if you are looking for a place to meditate in silence, then I would say this is the place for you. Comparatively speaking, an echo chamber with sound bouncing all around does not lend itself to contemplation and instead often causes or leads to agitation and frustration. Today, both in scripture and in our present reality, we find ourselves in an echo chamber of our own design. And within this bubble, we discover that gentleness and godliness that the gentleness and godliness of our better angels struggle to compete with the boisterous clanging symbols of our self-inflicted cultural divides. Bouncing off the walls of this echo chamber, we hear voices that amplify our feelings of mistrust and fear, and as we draw nearer to a date which should celebrate our ability to participate in democracy, that echo chamber we created only seems to draw out the worst in us. Reverberating throughout, we hear a constive clanging of symbols that ring out in us versus them mentality, that ring out with words of insiders and outsiders, the left and the right, the elephant and the donkey, socialists and capitalists, Friends, these are all words we use to describe our neighbors. These are words we use to describe our friends and our loved ones, our families, those whom we hold close to our heart. And if we find that the spirit of gentleness, a spirit which calls for listening, reconciliation, restoration, somehow manages to peek its head out, it's all too often that it's beaten back, this spirit of healing beaten back by partisan and ideological bludgeoning that occurs on both sides. Whether we know it or not, we will wake up on November 4th and find that we can't avoid the things we've said or done. Gentleness is next to godliness. It's not a weakness, but a strength. It's a strength that many of us are actually too weak to master. Because it requires the ability to reach deep within ourselves. It requires that we deep reach deep within ourselves and connect with something that's raw, something that's real, something that allows us to embrace the heart and mind of God. Not utilizing this gift, this strength found in gentleness, will lead to an undoing of our relationships in communities. It's what Paul feared would happen in his letter to the church in Philippi if Sintiche and Idoria, uh, <laughs> Iodia were not able to make amends. We aren't given any context as to what conflict occurred. Perhaps there was no actual conflict, but we what we know is that it was important enough that Paul felt there was a need to throw his own opinion into the ring to bring about some sort of resolution. Of course, Paul gives his own account, and he portrays it as the only one that matters. But I'm sure that if we ask Sintiche and Iodia, they would probably have a different point of view, being women in the church, having to listen to Paul 
paint his own picture. But in his pleading to these two women in the church, apparent pleading, there's something we should note which is key to our understanding of gentleness being a virtue, a virtue that we so desperately need in our present time. Paul encourages them to be of the same mind in the Lord. In Greek, we would say that Paul is telling Sintiche and Iodia to think the same thing. But what does it mean to be of the same mind or think the same thing? But before you guess that Paul is telling them that they need to be in lockstep with one another, the truth is that Paul hints at what he means when he says that both him and these two women have struggled for the sake of the gospel. Sintiche and Iodia have struggled. Both of them have something in common, which is their shared work in the church and their aim of building up their community. This is a shared point. And multiple times throughout this passage, Paul uses Greek to hit this point home. In this commonality, Paul is celebrating their work and creates an environment that welcomes this sense of togetherness. So it's no wonder that Paul celebrates gentleness and rejoices in the coming together of Sintiche and Iodia as they strive to embody the spirit of Christ. When we realize how much of our shared mission includes overcoming hurdles, the walls of the echo chamber begin to crumble, and the gentleness and godliness of our better angels emerge, having plenty of room to spread their wings. But we should stop for a moment, because it's important for us to note that a multitude of sounds is not a bad thing. It's not that a cacophony of voices is a bad thing. It's only bad when those voices elevate our inner demons instead of our inner angels, our better angels. That a multitude of voices becomes not such a great thing. We know this. We know this. We know that fear and uncertainty are powerful voices. They're what drove the ancient Israelites to demand a golden calf when Moses took his time coming down from the mountain. The ancient Israelites who had just escaped slavery in Egypt, who witnessed God doing all these miracles, fear and uncertainty were so powerful, they begged and commanded that Aaron build them an idol. And we see that the sense of fear and uncertainty also pushes those in the early church to disagree, to argue, like we do today. To be gentle, to do what is true, honorable, just, pure, pleasing, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy is what binds and holds us together. Our interconnectedness requires finesse. And as I mentioned earlier, it requires a spiritual and emotional muscle that is stronger than anger and hate. That being our ability 
to be gentle. You might think I'm a little off my base when it comes to talking about gentleness being next to godliness. So here's something I want you to consider. Do you know those egg drop competitions that you'd have in school? I know that they actually have them for adults sometimes also. But you know those egg drop competitions where the goal is to have some supplies and you design something to protect an egg that you have to drop from a certain height. How would you design one if you were asked to do that today? Would you make a rigid frame or a structure that tries to absorb the energy of the fall? You'd you'd be on the right track, but you also would be missing something, something critical. Because you see, if you make the structure too rigid, it's actually going to transfer all that energy of the fall into the egg and crack it. To be successful, you have to counterintuitively massage some weak spots or crumple zones so that the contraption as a whole can gently caress the egg as it falls and hits the ground. Just as Sintiche and Iodia shared in their common struggle, we too find that if we bear one another's loads, then we'll be conducting ourselves in a manner worthy of the Christian life. It will give us a reason to rejoice knowing that in our differences we can find a way forward together, holding one another together and not alone. Just hear these words from Paul one more time, where he says, Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing and commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Friends, may our gentleness be known to everyone. Let it be known to everyone, because the more we expand our capacity to empathize and love, we'll be able to wake up the day after a contentious election, a hard-hitting debate or fight or quarrel, and know that we can still look one another in the eyes and see the image of God. You should know that I love all of you, knowing full well that there are probably things we don't agree on. But I have faith, faith that if we talked, if we listened, if we conversed with open hearts that were tender and gentle, we would still be able to walk away being brothers and sisters in Christ. Because that's what the Spirit of God allows us to do. Friends, don't take this opportunity for granted. Let us go out filled with the peace of our Lord that gently guides us, gently guides us, and calls us into a deep sense of community and relationship, relationship with God and our neighbors. For gentleness is next to godliness. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. 
Until next week, God bless.